Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the Influenced Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Monet. The Influence Podcast is a place where I sit down with Christian social media influencers and entrepreneurs to have combos about how they balance living life out loud on social media while walking with God. They share knowledge about social media, creating content, lifestyle, and being ambassadors for Christ in the social realm. On this episode, I had the chance to pick the brain of Candon Webb. Candon is the true definition of the word creative. She is a poet, entrepreneur, author, mentor, and so much more. From the way she views the world to how her call to create flows into all avenues of her many callings, you'll get a glimpse inside of how God has transformed her life throughout her various talents. Also, disclaimer on this episode, we recorded it outside, you know, just trying to enjoy God's nature, but sometimes sound gets in the way, so I hope it's not too much of a bother, and stay tuned for this episode. And welcome to the Influence Podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, I'm excited for you to be here today too. So you're an all-around creative and artiste, if you will. You're an author, a poet, entertainer, a boss lady. <laughs> I know a lot of people know you for your poetry and spoken word, me being one of them. Um, the first time I saw you perform was probably about five years ago with True Voices DC. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's throwback. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so it was a little bit ago. So with that being said, how did you get into poetry and spoken word? I first got into poetry because I, I, I grew up in L.A. Okay. Um, and I first got into poetry because there was this space called The Lounge, D.A. Lounge. Huh. And um, it was like it's a really hip poetry spot. Everybody used to go to on Tuesdays. First, we had Tuesday Night Bible Study. <laughs> then I used to go to The Lounge. Okay. And they had like the first session, the second session. And it was just really, really like before before you had poetry blew up Mm -hmm. and became like this mainstream thing yeah it's like a really cool artsy space people were sitting on the floor around Mm -hmm. the stage they had like a dj so i just thought it was really cool and it was one of my favorite places to go and that's when i first like it's like when you watch brown sugar yeah oh when did you fall in love with hip-hop right that's how that's how i fell in love with poetry i was like oh my gosh this is amazing i love it it's not that i had never seen it before i just had never seen it like that before Mm. so um i decided i was like oh this speaks to me in a way that nothing has ever spoken to me before because yeah people think I'm like a super extrovert which I am (laughs) but when I was in high school I had a lot of introverted feelings that I would not express Mm. I mean I talked about a lot of things on a surface level yeah she wasn't gonna get too too deep because if I got too emotional then it would overwhelm me yeah so I tried to just stay away from being too emotional and so when I when I heard people go on stage and they were saying these poems, I was like, oh my gosh, like that is the thing for me. Like yeah. I can do this. Like I, it, it was like, it clicked immediately. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can do this. This is for me. I should start writing. Cause I was already writing a little bit. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. So yeah, that's when it first, I first started doing it. Of course I was, I wasn't that great at like yeah. performing. I was not, I was like <laughs> nervous, shaking like a leaf. The first mm-hmm. time I did it, you could barely hear anything. Yeah. And then right after I did my first piece, it took me a couple months to get my life together decide what I wanted to do and then right. go there and get on the mic and once I did the first poem and I thought it, it was a dope it's still a dope poem it was dope <laughs> because you know I mean you know I had a little something I had a little oil. not a great performance because mm-hmm. it was like my words were shaking my voice was shaking I was shaking physically right. but after I was done this one girl came up to me and she was like that she was like I don't think a lot of people understood how amazing that was mm. and I was like oh my gosh thank you <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like I was like, you got it, yeah. you got it, you know. So it, it, all it took was that one person to get wow. it, and then I was like, okay, if 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 she got it, mm-hmm. then it's then it's not my imagination. Because sometimes you right. never know. You're like, you think I could do this? Right. But it's like, am I good? Am I not? Exactly. So I I took that and I was like, okay, I love this. This makes me feel free. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm really expressing myself. And I just I've been doing it ever since. Got you. Yeah. So from that initial moment that you were like, okay, like, you know, someone gets it and you starting to perform and things like that, how did it come to, you know, you performing and getting involved with the Passion for Christ movement? So let me think because, I mean, I'm, I think I'm a little elderly now. My memory. <laughs> uh, P4CM, everyone knows them for rhetoric. But right. before there was rhetoric, there was like Lyricist Lounge. Oh, wow. And they would do, um, because they started off at actual physical location in mm. Los Angeles. This was when they were under Pastor Justin Cox. who They're okay. no longer under now, they're under TQ. Okay. But they were under Pastor Justin Cox, and I knew a, a good friend of mine who I had grown up with. Her name was Blair Wingo. She's mm-hmm. an amazing poet. I'm sure that many of you have heard of her. Yeah. She had kind of branched out and started attending Passion for Christ. And it was like the actual place where you could go for services mm. back then. A lot of people don't know that. Cause I'm a real OG, you know. You ain't gonna, y'all. You know the new people don't. Blair, my friend, started going there, mm-hmm. so it kind of in- piqued my intri- interest. Like, oh, what is yeah. this place she's going to? Because it was like a, it was like the building was graffiti art. It was really cool. Yeah. So I visited her and just you know visiting the place one day. Me and a friend went, and they started just becoming known for creative arts. Like the people gotcha. were just artsy that went there. Yeah. I knew Blair already did poetry, and I did. I wrote too a little bit. So mm-hmm. I sh- I talked to Blair about a poem I was doing. Yeah. I saw their Generation X shirts because they had X weed smoker. Mm. XX addict. This was back in the day, girl. <laughs> so, like, I was inspired because mm-hmm. I saw the shirts and I wrote a poem called Generation X. Oh, wow. I spit it to Blair. Blair was like, yo, we have to take this to Pastor Justin Cox. <laughs> so, I took it to Justin yeah. and then we ended up doing a video and we, they put it on YouTube and mm. it got a bunch of views and that was cool. That was great. I mean, it yeah. was like my people. Like, it was kind of my distant people. Right. So, I was like, okay, that's great. And then later on, like maybe a couple years later, they started doing rhetoric it was under new leadership and yeah. I was like this would be a cool thing to kind of try out like send in my stuff for mm-hmm. actually people, a lot of people don't know this but I sent in they do like auditions you send in a video yeah. I sent it in the first year but I sent it in like late and I was just like oh well maybe I'm like gonna get special treatment <laughs> and I was like no girl you not so like I didn't do it that year mm-hmm. then I ended up doing it I think the first year was I open mic I don't know. I just want. I just felt like I was like, oh, let me just. Yeah. I'm good. I, I believed in myself. Like it Got wasn't you. that I wasn't. Like I was like, oh, I can do. This. When I see something I can do, mm-hmm. I know I can do it. Mm. So like I was just like, oh, okay. Eventually I'm gonna be up there. Right. I think I got in touch with Adrian. I don't even remember. Adrian is the executive producer. Okay. And um, she, either we got it. She got in touch with me, or I got in touch with her. We just started kind of having some correspondence about me being on open mic. And anyone who doesn't know, if you're, it's the difference between being a feature artist and an open micer mm. an open micer is someone who to submits a video a gotcha. featured artist is someone who's asked so okay. i started off as an open micer i submitted a video they okay. liked it and then i made it to be on rhetoric gotcha. and then eventually because of all the other stuff i was doing mm-hmm. they started to ask me to perform which is gotcha. great that's like yeah. progress. that's like the lure right yeah um but anyways i, I knew people throughout it because mm-hmm. i was already passion for christ movement was already connected to jackie hill right was already connected to preston perry before this was before they were together Right. So like I was kind of in a in the distant 
view of the circle. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't in the circle. Right. And I, it, for me, I was like, well, this is where I belong because there's, yeah. it's artsy people, and I was just, I was just attracted to creative people. Like right. I loved propaganda. I loved, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. people, and I was like, well, this is the platform that right. I need to be on the platform Absolutely. in order to make a difference. And that was kind of like how I viewed it. And so now I have good relationships with the people at P4CN. But initially, it was just me. Being like, oh, I want to do poetry. Here's my yeah. video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was as simple as that. As simple as that. Got you. Yeah. Cool. So do you have a process for putting, you know, your words to the paper? Do you Like, where do you draw your inspiration from? I draw my inspiration from a lot of places, to be honest with you. Everywhere. Like, everything I see. Not every... I, I mean, I guess everything is, like, very vague. But I would say I am stimulated a lot by the, uh, the universe around me. So, okay. if I see something that I think is, like, romantic. Like, I see somebody kiss. Or I mm-hmm. see, like, someone walking a dog. But they're, like, pulling the dog too tough. <laughs> or whatever. Just, yeah. like, the world around me. I will get ideas. Mm. Another thing that inspires me is when I listen to other artists. So, yeah. sometimes I go on YouTube and I just want to see what's new in poetry. Because yeah. you want to stay abreast. Rest, you say current, you know, yeah. yeah, current in in your area or whatever. So you know, I might go on there and watch new videos and be like super. Insp- Every time I watch poetry or go to an open mic, yeah, I'm super inspired because mm-hmm. what happens is it's like listening to a song. Right. You listen to a song and you might think like, oh, I have another song that this song kind of reminds me of, but it's not the same. Right. So then you start getting inspired to write, mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of my process is. But when I'm, and this is gonna sound contradictory, mm-hmm. but when I'm actually working on a specific piece. I don't listen to anybody else. Mm, yeah. Um, so the pre-process is that I'm inspired by a lot of things in life. Yeah. But once I decide, like once I see something or hear something, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, okay, and I kind of go into my, I call it my back cave. Okay. And I kind of go into my back cave and I don't listen to a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. then it becomes influential in what yeah. I'm writing. I just write it down. Some poets don't write write it down. Some some of them can remember off top. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. I need to like go over my poem a few yeah. times and I make sure that like mo- in most cases I memorize it. For some stuff like weddings and yeah. special occasions people will have me do or campaigns mm-hmm. I don't always memorize it just because there might not be enough time or right. they want the, the added essence of like reading <laughs> I mean it's kind of cool yeah. to like you know have an open book and it's just like <laughs> you memorializing your relationship yeah you know so it's not a hard process I just really mm-hmm. I, but I do a, I also do a lot of editing okay. I say my poems out loud after I write them wow and I edit as I go because okay. and that's the difference between written poetry and spoken word mm-hmm. you need need to be able to hear what the listener is hearing mm, yeah and so you don't want to just like write your poem and be like oh this is dope i'm gonna spit it exactly like it's written no right. you need to edit it a little bit as you say it gotcha um is that's my personal belief yeah so that it sounds better because spoken word has a rhythm to it right and poetry on the page may be a little bit different it may be yeah factor to the eye right so um that's kind of my only kind of like okay. little secret like i make sure that i edit i make sure that i write it exactly the way i want to say mm-hmm. it so that i don't stumble over my words and I use good grammar people a lot of people <laughs> poets might look like scribbles no I use grammar because I want to know exactly what I'm saying because right. words you have a lot of synonyms yeah. where one thing can mean another thing and you have right. wordplay where your one word can mean so many different things mm, yeah to me it just opens up a world of things when you actually know what it is you're trying to say absolutely you know yeah. I, and I don't like when people do poetry that's like rhymy but it doesn't you know it doesn't, it doesn't it's make not sense. meaningful yeah. word for word so for me, I'm just like really kind of anal. I mean, I'm a little yeah, anal about that's that. That's your thing. But yeah, that's that's generally how I do it. I get inspired. I start writing. I say it out loud, edit it, and then I memorize it. I'm good to go. Gotcha. 
Would you ever describe your creative flow as prophetic? I think that a good artist writes for the times. Okay. So I think that it's a reflection of, you know, what's happening around them or what's gotcha. happening inside them. I do think I'm a, a little bit of a prophetic person outside mm-hmm. of my poetry and yeah. my creative flow, mm-hmm. you know, but and that and that's and that's weird in itself because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll say stuff and people won't really get it and then like a year later it'll make yeah. sense. So that's very frustrating. So gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is great. It's yeah. a gift from God. That's what the Bible says. So it's, it's amazing. But like I be like, I don't know. It's it feels weird not to be understood mm, as an artist. Yeah. Like if you're a person Absolutely. that's an artist, yeah, you want to be understood. Right. Like. The only reason why we we remain elusive is because it actually adds to how high we can go Mm. in the entertainment business. But usually, being elusive as an artist is, like, cool for the general population. Right. You you, want to be understood by your community. Yeah, absolutely. So, we currently live in the age of, you know, the side hustle, pursuing multiple passions and things like that. Girl, (laughs) yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you embody that very well. You know, aside from your way with words, you're an entrepreneur, you're a creative consultant, you're an MC. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle it all? I, I think it's just the grace of God, really, mm-hmm. quite honestly. And now I'm getting, and honestly, a, a lot better at ti- as I get older, mm-hmm. I'm getting much better at time management. Okay. Sometimes you're going off of like fumes it's almost like right. you run out of gas in yeah. your car and you're you're just driving off fumes until you right. get to the next station mm-hmm. i used to do that a lot more and now the older and i like to think a little bit wiser that i get right i plan mm. plan 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 i i mean i make if it's not in my calendar usually <laughs> it's not something that's going to happen right um and it's not like to the degree that it's that you can't be sporadic at all Mm -hmm. but I think anyone who is spread in multiple directions has to stay organized right and I had to develop that that um kind of attribute because as a as as an artsy person you're all over the place right and you could be like you know something here something there you can be a a bit scattered Mm -hmm. so I've just developed like an organizational mindset and that that has helped a lot (laughs) everything so I don't miss things I'm not like you know oh my god I'm supposed to do that because I did live a season of that and I didn't like it so that's why I got my life together (laughs) listen we need that (laughs) and then honestly I get bored very quickly yeah so if I do one thing the 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 kind of oxymoron here is that mm-hmm. in order to be successful you need to be consistent right however as a creative person you a lot of times abhor consistency because you want diversity mm. in the thing in your life like wow. I, don't I never wanna, thought about it like that yeah i don't like so if i'm you're never gonna you well i won't say never mm-hmm. because the lord really maybe maybe talking to the lord or reading my word right outside of that you're you're rarely going to catch me doing the same thing every single day right because my mind just needs to be in you know i'm stimulated in new ways all the time Mm -hmm. so that's why a a lot of the different things that i do they all fulfill a need that i have Mm -hmm. to be diverse and to be interested in life so did you ever envision your life as it is now being an artistpreneur more recently, yes. Okay. But when I was younger, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh, wow. That was, I love animals. <laughs> so I, I always went. And, and a lot of kids love animals. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids want to be veterinarians. I had the same heart. Yeah. Um, and so I know I didn't think, when I was younger, I knew that I would be well-known. Yeah. And I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. But not, and I don't even say, fa- it's not famous. Yeah. I may never, I don't know. But it, I knew that I would be known and that I would have an impact. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, like, I always felt like something was missing. Like, I was like, something's missing. Like, I need to be able to 
do something or say right. something or like something needs to come out and I always had that feeling in the back of my head mm-hmm. I mean in my spirit I didn't know okay. that I would like own my own business I didn't know yeah. that I would be like traveling doing spoken word and like hosting and things like that no I I didn't really know that but I'm happy it worked out <laughs> like that <laughs> I just knew I would be and, I, and honestly I knew I would have a lot of money okay. that's still in the, the works praise god <laughs> amen but i but i somehow i just knew that like i would talk to god and that's what i would think yeah so i don't know why but praise god maybe he'll mm-hmm. listen he hears you gotta this. you gotta see it to, <laughs> for it to be so. exactly not only are you an entrepreneur as the word you you know you used to describe yourself but you've turned it into something that's accessible for other creatives to see themselves as as well yeah. talk a little bit about that your artistpreneur academy for me it was very challenging figuring out how to get on someone's platform yeah like it was always like a thing that I was thinking about initially no because I just loved writing Mm -hmm. and I loved doing poetry and so a lot I would just do it wherever I went yeah but eventually because I was getting so burnt out I was like I need to focus this Mm -hmm. into something that matters that makes a big impact as opposed to doing a lot of little things that make small impacts right so once I developed that mindset I was like let me see how I can do this but I didn't have like a mentor I didn't have I didn't know how to publish a book it's not like I just was born knowing how to publish a book or make a a video or Mm -hmm. any of that stuff like you don't know how to do that until either you see it or someone shows you right a lot of people a lot of the questions I get were Mm -hmm. like how did you publish your book how are you doing this how did you get a a, you know linked up with with rhetoric how are you doing campaigns with you know these organizations like YWCA or whatever because they think it's like a really elusive thing it can seem Mm -hmm. very elusive right um so my goal and my passion for other artists is to see them have those resources and that training and that mentorship to make those things no longer elusive for them because the thing is you can be an amazing singer you can Mm -hmm. be an amazing dancer you can have a a gift that like is freaking phenomenal yeah but if you're doing it in a room where no one is watching it Mm -hmm. then it's not making that much of a difference except inwardly which which matters too yeah however it's not inspiring other people it's not impacting Mm -hmm. the world and if that is your goal as an artist i just want to be able to steward that right with you and and help you because I experienced it like it was very challenging mm-hmm. for me figuring out like okay how do I become this how do I become that how do I get like I still have goals and aspirations right now that I'm still right. figuring out like yeah you know and so I that's part of the reason why I did the Artistpreneur Academy because I wanted to be able to provide like okay what do you need to be doing how do you mm-hmm. get gigs you need to be a part of this community if right. you want gigs. You need to be like actively pursuing your putting yourself out there in your art. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people do art, but you never know. Right? They tell you they do it, <laughs> but if you go to their anything they have, you won't see it right away. Right. So just little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we live in a world that's very businessy. Right. You can't. It's not like you can just be a. You can be a creative. Yeah. But you have to have a business sense a, as true. well. That's why. A ton of people in the entertainment industry, um, sadly, overdosed. They were mm-hmm. depressed. They had a lot of issues and problems because yeah. of the, the lure of the entertainment world. Mm-hmm. And also because other people were in charge of their careers, they were bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So we've seen it throughout history. Yeah. And the thing is, you have to be, no matter how many people you have around you to mm-hmm. do the work for you that you don't want to do, you right. still have to know what's happening. Yeah. And so 
part of the way that I believe God does that is mm-hmm. he makes us do it first and then he gives us the team wow and then you know what I mean yeah. he expands our territory but it's like you have to be responsible over the things that you're doing yeah you know now and and that was hard for me at first because I was like, I just want to do my poem. I don't want <laughs> right. to have to decide how much to charge you. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do I need I need a sound writer? Mm-hmm. I need to figure out like what flights I can do. I need mean, it just happened. It it kind of progressed mm-hmm. into that. But had I had like workshops and mm-hmm. classes and someone and a mentor and, right. and a stylist and a team or. <laughs> Anything, any of those things, yeah. if they were accessible to me, it would have been a lot easier, and I probably mm. would have been twice, you know, where where I am now in half the time. Okay. So that's why I did it, and so I provide that through the program. It's mm-hmm. a six week program. Okay. And you get three sessions, and round the clock, you can text, call with your questions, your creative wow. questions. You can send in um, your song lyrics and your poems mm-hmm. to me, and I'll go over them and give you advice on how to make it a little more holistic yeah it includes a lot of different things you'll get resources as to like okay where how do I get good gigs Mm -hmm. how do I get booked yeah um and just a lot of the training a lot of the experience that I've had I put it in a training form for you gotcha Mm -hmm. so is it mainly for musicians poets it is for any type of artist any type of artist who wants to be a, if you want to t- turn your passion into profit mm-hmm. and you are creative I would I would say performing arts okay. specifically so gotcha. dancing musicians singers poets yeah com- comedians anybody who is doing a performing art okay um fine like fine arts and um things like that like uh maybe not an acrobat yeah. I, don't, I, I don't have those type of <laughs> mm-hmm. um those that type of expertise but so let's say performing artists okay absolutely. so i was also looking and i saw you have beautiful minds entertainment and is that kind of along the same wavelength or is it something completely different so yeah that's a great question beautiful minds entertainment actually was an accident to, <laughs> to begin with i just wanted to have an event mm-hmm. that was going to speak to millennial singles okay every year at valentine's day wow and i started the event it was called real love poetry show Mm -hmm. and then I was like I need an umbrella company for it Mm. to kind of manage it because I would see flyers and it would say this thing presents girl I just (laughs) thought I was like you know what I need something that presents it and I don't know why I knew innately it was like a a crazy reason to Mm -hmm. do it but but I knew that I needed that yeah and it actually ended up working out really good because what I did was I I registered my business oh wow and you get a lot of when you own a business Mm -hmm. you are able to perform the things that you need to perform a lot easier Mm. anything from tax breaks to just being like okay this is a um when you're approaching someone to partner with them when you're approaching someone to use the venue yeah these are a lot of things um you know that make it a lot easier for you to accomplish your goals Mm -hmm. you know if you want to have an event if you want to have an album release if you want to so it ended up being totally god's plan that we did beautiful minds entertainment and once i started it I was like, okay, we need to use this to give artists a platform event-wise. That was the reason why I started it, because I wanted to do events that were good. Because in the church, we have a lot of events where people are talented, Mm -hmm. but like only one or two people. Like, you'll go to an event that'll be amazing, and it will be half full. Mm -hmm. Or you'll go to an event that's like totally full, and the the talent is just, okay, okay, well, bless the Lord. (laughs) Well, okay, praise God. That's awesome. You know, and so I wanted to create something that was like where the talent was amazing yeah. and it was packed out. That was gotcha. my goal. 
And uh, we did that pretty good uh, for the first few years. And now I have turned that into providing mm -hmm. artist resources. Gotcha. So pretty soon we'll be launching the site. It'll be filled oh, with wow. resources specifically for artists. I've okay. surveyed artists from everywhere asking them what do they want. Mm -hmm. And I plan on building out what they want so that it gotcha. can be like a hub for them to come and get everything they need. Mm -hmm. The Artistpreneur Academy is someone walking you through those steps. Got it. So it all is related and it all kind of connects to one another. Yeah. And, um, so it makes it really easy for me to accomplish goals and mm -hmm. really serve the community because I on a personal level can mentor you mm -hmm. also have a business where you can go for the resources yes gotcha okay so what do you hope for the artists to i guess like get out of these resources and connections that you're cultivating in this community my hope is that they would actually utilize their talents mm -hmm. because i don't think the lord gave us talent mm -hmm. for us to sit on it i mean that's scriptural you know right. like you, you want to be able to multiply what it is that he's giving you mm -hmm. and so i believe wholeheartedly in that yeah. i've been changed and affected incredibly by someone singing a song right. by some by a outward expression of mm -hmm. what God has blessed you with internally yeah and I would just like to see more people realize their that dream because mm -hmm. now it's the it's the revolutionary entrepreneurship era right so you don't ha if you have a talent and a gift you can make that your business. Mm. You don't, I mean, it's, it's nothing wrong with working for someone else. Right. It's nothing Absolutely. wrong with having a nine to five. I've had a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, if you want to pursue mm -hmm. your passion of what God gave you with, gave mm -hmm. you talent, do it. Like you, sh like yeah. that is the point. Like don't sit on that. For, for yeah. me, I just think it's a it's, it's a great injustice to the world to sit on the talent that God gave you, unless he told right. you to. Now, there are sometimes he'll yeah. say, like, take a rest, go take a laugh, sit on the bench, <laughs> praise God. But there are, but there's a, a lot of it is like, he put it there because he wanted the world to experience yeah. him through it. Absolutely. So, you know, I that is the, that is the overall kind of goal with it. I hope that... Uh, people would be able to live off of their art. Mm -hmm. I, my my goal is for them to make money off of yeah. their art. My goal is for them, and it's not about the money, but it's like right. you have to live. <laughs> That's true. Like, do you? I mean, we all <laughs> got pay bills. Yeah. So, like, let's let's create mm -hmm. in a a lasting yeah kind of road for you to do what it is that you love and what you have been blessed to do yeah um and that and that's that's what i love about it because i've been blessed to be able to go and be like oh i can go travel for a couple days <laughs> yeah make money and do do mm -hmm. some poems, poems <laughs> is my, that's my joint hey you know so like I, listen it's the best feeling when yeah you can live off of that dream I mean, it's hard work. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, it is, no, it absolutely. Is, it is a, a travailing uphill. Mm -hmm. But there's no reward. You would, right. you would not substitute it. You would not mm -hmm. say, well, I would rather go back to my nine to five. No. Yeah. So I hope artists can really find themselves in it and really, mm -hmm. like, accomplish their goals. Gotcha. So you mentioned a nine to five. I'm assuming that you fully do, you do this all out. This I is your not, nine to so five. So I do not work for it. I do not clock in anywhere okay. currently. What I do do though is I make money when I need to make okay. it. Okay. So there are times in an artist's life where you don't have everybody calling you. Right. Like we know that very yeah. well. And I've had many of those moments, girl. Just let's do it 100. <laughs> so I do whatever I need to do to get yeah. by. And the Lord is so good that he multiplies what mm -hmm. it is that I have. But I do all kinds of things if i need to i might do a uber eats i yeah. might do a i mean nowadays you have all kinds of ways right to make money and um, i was working a full-time job till 
the beginning of this year. Oh, I was wow. working for the U.S. government. Okay. Shout out to Uncle Sam. <laughs> Praise God. He's getting his life together. Mm -hmm. um, I was working for the Small Business Administration. Okay. And then they had all these budget cuts and I got laid off. So it's right. not like I wouldn't, I believe wholeheartedly in working a mm -hmm. 9 to 5. Yeah. But if you're going to pursue your passion, I think it working a nine to five can leave you very little room to do that mm. so i've always been like if i don't have to i won't and i haven't it's been fine yeah but i, I think in the millennial world it's so great because we have so many things that we can do you can mm -hmm. literally start your own babysitting business but right. it's yours right even if you, that's not something that you want to do forever mm -hmm. it's yours and you get to rule your time yeah and you get to decide when you're someplace and when you're not that place mm. of course uh certain amount of time until you can do what you really really want to do right. that's what work is that's what hard work and like paying your dues and like being like okay i'm gonna be a good steward is. right so right now i'm not talking in anywhere mm -hmm. i just i do odd jobs when i need to i freelance um of course i consult people right and um that's been great yeah um and then i, I travel and i do poetry and now i'm doing a new thing um uh, where i'm hosting and because i'm i'm I can be pretty crazy. I can be pretty. I mean, most yeah. you know, a lot of people know me for for the poetry and being deep, mm -hmm. but I'm just as silly. Okay. So, and I and I enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy laughing a lot. So now I'm like happy that I'm able to like discuss things with people and make new content and mm -hmm. like go and you know host events and I host an uh, open mic in DC every month. Oh wow! And now we're gonna be moving it, expanding to LA. So Sunday um, social. Mm -hmm, Sunday okay. social. Yes. <laughs> yes, Sunday Social, that's my baby! So, Sunday Social will now be expanding to LA, and my, my good wow. friend, Kason Wilson, who's an amazing comedian, yeah. will be hosting it there starting in June. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, whatever I want to do, whatever, mm -hmm. honestly, whatever yeah. I want to do, I do. Within the within the constraints of the Lord mm -hmm. allows it. Yeah. You know, I just Absolutely. make sure, and I make sure that I work hard so that I can do the things that I want to do. Yeah. So, if you, listen, shout out to everybody out there. <laughs> If you out here, if you Uber Eats, if you Postmates, get your, get yourself, get yourself together, <laughs> do your art, do your creative thing, build your business, you can do it. Amen. So I love that you are so multifaceted. And not only do you have your hand in the creative space, but you're also like an advocate for women in their single season. Yes, girl. <laughs> I love, the Lord is my husband. That's why I have this hat on. Because people be like, her ass has wifey, by the way. Who, who, who are you? My friend is so funny. He was like, who is, wait, I haven't met. <laughs> I need to like size him up. I was like, no, the Lord is my husband. Ooh. Thank you. Forever and always. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I love women mm -hmm. and I, um, and I understand them. I understand the pressure that right. society puts on women to be in relationships. And mm -hmm. that is especially true in the church how we view uh, because we put such a, a huge emphasis on marriage mm -hmm. um because and it's, it's we should yeah. it's a blessed thing yeah. you know it is it is like christ in the church i love it yeah but i i think that it has it has been a little bit detrimental mm. to women especially because um, i feel that it's like you're trying to get to a thing which really god did not give you authority to control mm -hmm. and so if but we act like we, girl have you been out right i mean are you making yourself available like we this is the question yeah we ask. are what you is, being seen yeah are you being are you going places right. i mean what is are you okay you know like that like yeah. no that's not we're not supposed to do anything yeah that. we're supposed to serve the lord and Amen. keep ourselves together you know right. people love on ourselves and be good stewards over our lives mm -hmm. but we're not supposed to be out here like yeah where is where is the 
unless the Lord instructs you, unless you have a mother who told you to lay at the feet of Boaz, you're not really supposed to be going over there. You know, so I, that I love when I have a heart for women. Mm-hmm. I understand heartbreak. I've experienced yeah. it. I know what it's like to have waited. I'm in my I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. So you know, my early 30s, but still my 30s. And people are like, "What's wrong with her? Why she ain't? Yeah. Why she ain't married? Why she don't got no man?" Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord. That's his. That's his area of expertise. But for right. the time being, he is that person. I, and I believe that he wants to be that person. I think that mm-hmm. people who have huge destinies and huge impact on the world yeah. are actually harbored and kept in safe spaces mm. to develop fully wow. before he releases them into that. Yeah. And um, that's that's just my personal belief. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that someone who got married when they were 19 or 18 right. does not have Absolutely. a huge impact. But the timing of their life and the structure that God does it in is specific to that particular person. Mm-hmm. And he knows exactly what you need. Yeah. And he knows what you want. But he may not meet the want part mm-hmm. he's gonna do what's best for us so i love women and i wanted them to know that i just understand them like yeah. i just understand that it's different like nowadays i'll be looking around like lord i'm <laughs> you have to you have to send a burning bush because <laughs> like i don't know what's happening out here but you know but i i trust that mm-hmm. he, he understands exactly what's happening just like he understands everything else in the universe absolutely so i'm an advocate for women i love women all the single wives <laughs> all over the world i love you guys so much you guys your love story starts when you find the Lord when the Lord finds you not when you get married (laughs) and have children because there's some married women who don't have children and they feel like a boy Mm. and so those things are great I I, I can't wait listen I'm a hashtag relationship ghost too fine you know on myself but in this before that that time I'm very I'm very content I'm very satisfied and I really feel like we shouldn't stop waiting to live our lives because a lot of us are holding our breath yeah and we need to release that and be like I'm gonna do the things that I want to do whether I have another person here or not because when he comes I'm gonna still be keeping it cute I'm gonna still be (laughs) being great you want to go to France we can go to France again I already been there Absolutely. So with that being said, you actually recently wrote a very honest blog post entitled, I'm so tired of not having sex. Yes. Woo. And I feel yeah. like the headline alone speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I saw that, I was like, oh, what is this about? <laughs> I, had people, I had people at church praying for me like, girl, what are you on? Because that's not, we don't. Yeah. So what made you want to write a piece that was so, you know, transparent about your experience at this present time, especially with that type of angle? It wasn't something, uh, like a lot of things in my life, it's not something mm-hmm. that I, I don't premeditate it, like, right. I'm going to write this and it's going to be great. It's me really, the way that I get out my mm-hmm. emotions and my feelings is by writing. Yeah. So for me, it's very natural just to be like, let me find a structured and beautiful way to say something that I'm feeling. And at the time when I wrote it, I was just, I was a little, I was like, hmm, let me reflect on this and see what this means. And it, it was just like celibacy. Um, I've, I've been celibate for 10 years mm-hmm. and I was just like, that's a long, like when yeah. I thought about it, I didn't even realize, I've never said that out loud wow. until I wrote the article. And wow. then I was like, I've been celibate for 10 years, mm-hmm. 10 years, <laughs> like to a millennial person, like we, we'd be like, you 30, you old, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to a millennial person, 10 years is forever. Yeah. So like, I was like, wow, like the, it, and first, my first thought was that, like, that, okay, okay, Lord, like, mm-hmm. we need to actually have a talk because, yeah. like, eventually that has to change. Yeah. Um, preferably soon. 
Uh, because the thing is, it's just a very natural thing, and our bodies actually yeah. convince us to do it. Yeah. Um, at times, and so the way that we were created, and I, I love that the Lord created us that mm-hmm. way. But I believe that He wants us to channel that in a certain way with marriage, obviously. Yeah. And so, if you don't have the marriage, right? What are you to do? You just yeah. like, well, ain't no, I just. I'm just sitting here, Lord. Me and you. Me and yeah. you. But you ain't got a physical presence right here. Right. So it's just like, you know, I wanted to I wanted to do two things. I wanted to express what was going on a mm-hmm. lot and what people weren't saying. I yeah. wanted to address kind of like the elephant in the room. Like people aren't got saying you. this, but they feel this way. Yeah. And I also wanted to speak to the person who's like, I'm not gonna wait. Mm-hmm. Because why? Like, yeah. I was created to do this. This is fine. And, you know, it's a natural thing. And, I mean, if I was waiting, I would just be waiting forever. Right. You know, I wanted to speak to two different types of people. The person who has been waiting and the person who hasn't. And just tell tell them how valuable it is. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel a certain way. Because I, I'm yeah. very clear on, like, yeah, sometimes this is very frustrating. Yeah. But it is so much better mm-hmm. to just be obedient to God yeah. and trust that he's going to perform for you what it is that he said he's going to perform and so yeah. that is the message that I'm trying to get out but really I'd like to be able to relate it it gives me great pleasure and joy to be able to relate to the culture mm-hmm. in a way that's relevant to them Absolutely. and that addresses some things that we don't always talk about especially in the church it's still a little bit uncomfortable for us yeah. to address things head on in the church like to just have a blank of without prefacing the conversation mm-hmm. to just say like hey i didn't know let me let me tell you something i'm sorry y'all i mean if this, no, podcast, this podcast is about to be like a little lit but <laughs> okay so i did not know and this is crazy mm-hmm. like that i would not know that like women when you hit a certain age mm-hmm. your hormones start going crazy this is a very natural biological occurrence yeah around that area where you start having your cycle you are crazy you are nuts <laughs> So like I, I and this, this yeah. happens for several women. The fact that I that no one ever said, said it, yeah. addressed like, hey, listen, like the Lord is is holy. He always is going to be holy. Yeah. He is good. But these are some of the things that you're going to experience, right? And this is what you will have to submit to Him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just let's just talk. We, it doesn't have to be a vulgar. It doesn't have to right. be. A, Let's talk about things that are real things. Right. And let's say... Because it's natural. And still submit them to God and say like, hey, I've chosen you, Lord. Yeah. But these are the things that I'm dealing with because a lot of us end up being super repressed, mm-hmm. having no one to talk to. And then we fall or we sin right. because we just didn't deal with the thing. We right. just we're, We had in the back of our head. And it's like we know, but we're not discussing it with anybody. We don't have anybody that is holding us up to our word like, hey, I know you may be struggling right now. Right. But like, let's talk about it and call me in the morning. Mm-hmm. when you're through it you know what I'm saying yeah and so I really wanted to just address that because I didn't hear what I was looking to hear I was looking to hear something right. that told me that's like encouraged me through through yeah you can do it like it's like it's fine like yes it's real but let's submit it to the I didn't hear it yeah so and a lot of times when I don't hear what I want to hear I just start saying it <laughs> be and that that's voice. What that voice <laughs> we need it that was that. and not just for women I know men that struggle I know men of integrity, yeah great men of integrity that are like okay i gotta submit this area to god but it right. is very difficult to do so mm-hmm. and um i just wanted to ha- to be a voice for us yeah yeah basically gotcha so there's this one line in particular in the post that i don't know i thought it was very 
it's kind of eye-opening and i just wanted you to unpack it a little Mm. bit so it says it baffles me how people believe that salvation can save them from everything they've ever done but will fall sexually one time and stay there believing their purity is gone forever so kind of unpack that and kind of explain you know why do you think that's the reality that so many believers face yeah that's a great question i think that we put so much emphasis on um sexual purity at times Mm -hmm. um and it's not that i don't understand why i do understand that there is great value to keeping yourself and to Mm -hmm. um be remaining pure before the lord but purity in itself does not mean you never had sex it means being cleansed before the lord Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to the fact that people feel so guilty they feel like okay i've already done it i've already i've already had this popping sex life right you know before or even now even like i'm in a relationship now and i'm Mm -hmm. not abstaining even though i do love the lord yeah you know they feel like there's no coming back Mm -hmm. they feel like once they go there it's just there's no recovering for it because we uh, and once again, we kind of don't address like, okay, what do you do to right. get out of that relationship? They, we just tell them to get out. We, mm. But we don't necessarily yeah. say how. Right. You know, and so I feel like people uh, will fall succumb to the guilt. And I believe that's mm-hmm. Satan's plan to make you so guilty that you did something that you'll stay there. Right. As opposed to you just climbing out and being like, oh, there's grace for me. Like, right. the, like the Lord has covered every sin since the beginning of earth. So it doesn't matter what I did. If I told a lie two seconds ago, yeah. Lord, cleanse me now. And I can go move forward in, in righteousness. And mm. so I really, I really d- don't mind the fact that we, that we um, place value in being pure before mm-hmm. the Lord. But the, but the Bible says that the pure and holiness before God is like feeding his, his people, yeah. you know, and taking care of his church, taking care of widows and orphans. So I think sometimes our emphasis is a little bit mm-hmm. misplaced and, gotcha. you know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So right. I feel like, you know, sometimes we just got to pick ourselves up and, uh, or mm-hmm. allow God to pick us up yeah. and believe that we are clean and move forward without being like, oh, that's going to be an excuse as to why I continue right. doing this behavior. Because people think, I, I know I'm wrong. People think I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hide it. And I'm just going to continue yeah. to do this behavior. No, the Lord can't deliver you. Can he yeah. not deliver us that free? Was he not over here healing lepers? Like, right. listen, you, you can be delivered, but it, but it takes you you saying like hey i'm not gonna live in guilt mm-hmm. i'm gonna allow the lord to wipe me clean and i'm gonna say okay lord keep me right and move and walk in that and not be like oh well i already Mm-mm. that's that's how that's how he we we can stay in in bondage yeah. to our sin absolutely and um so i just didn't want that lie to continue to go throughout our generation because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of times we feel that we feel heaviness mm-hmm. so we'll just stay in the heavy place as opposed to being like, well, I could really, like, release these shackles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so good. So good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> so, since this is a podcast about influence, I'll ask a little bit of questions about that. So, sure. as you've mentioned time and time again, you know, God is a big influence on your life. Mm-hmm. How has God influenced you in your life to bring you to the point where you are today? At first, it was fascination. It mm-hmm. was how he created the universe and how he goes about doing things that yeah. I, I found intriguing okay. like I found a, a pulling there because I, I like that I like <laughs> creativity in, in every form mm-hmm. now it is the way that he loves it and, and he's always loved but yeah. but now I have a new revelation of how much he actually loves me like how, how much he how much he loves 
us. Like, yeah. uh, the thing is, it, that's that's what inspires me the most. It's not. It's like when I am. I, I will tell I will be I speak to God in a, in a very honest way mm-hmm. I, I like I like Jonah I like people in the Bible who to just be like yeah Lord I'm not really trying to feel this what right you doing <laughs> however I'm gonna do it but that ain't really what I'm trying to do he actually mm-hmm. was like I'm going the opposite direction yeah and so for me I, I speak to God with honesty mm-hmm. and I tell him like yeah I'm not really I, I you told me the plan but that's not really what I'm trying to do like right. I don't feel it just even despite that mm-hmm. after he already died for me it, you know this is later <laughs> right and i'm still like yeah no lord i actually mm-hmm. but it's and it's because i don't trust i'm like your plan's not good my plan mm. I, I want why can't you just do what i yeah. want us to do and it's like a lack of trust it's like it's like i think better like it's it's a lot of things yeah and for me, it's his his love is so consistent. Mm-hmm. His, he still romances me every day. He still is like, I got you. Like you yeah. may not have it, but I got it. So it's going to be had for you. Right. And just the way that he like directs me in life, like the Bible says, the steps of a righteous man and yeah. woman are ordered <laughs> by the Lord. You know, and I believe that. I believe mm-hmm. he guides you. I believe if you if you turn left, he'll put you. If he needs to, he'll scoop you up and put you back on yeah. the road. You know what I'm saying? So I really feel like that's such a big huge inspiration is yeah. him, him the way that he loves me on a daily and it's very personal it's very just me and him it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like you know it's very unique to every person how he loves you because he he knows you yeah. he created you down to the core Absolutely. so for me i am so inspired to continue going every day because yeah. he's faithful to me and he sees in me some things that i i can't see yeah. So he believes in me. Like it's such a there's such an affirmation in our relationship mm-hmm. for me. So I, I enjoy that he, the way he loves is crazy to me. Yeah. Like I'm like I can't imagine. I'm like if my friend <laughs> did to me what I do to you. Right. We ain't friends. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't. He doesn't think that way. Yeah. So I it, it's it's very much like a husband. It's very uh, like a good one. Yeah. You know. So how do you balance living out loud for God with social media and your art? That can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. That can be a challenge because social media is a glimpse of who the person is. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a full view. And although I think some people do a really good job of presenting themselves very well on social media, it can be misleading. Yeah. In my opinion, and sometimes you're going to feel a certain way temporarily, and you may act upon it on social media right. and not feel that late, way later, or that not be an accurate reflection of who you are. I have learned to be very wise mm-hmm. with what I post on social media, and just because I know that people are watching mm-hmm. and people are influenced by some of the things that I might say or do. Mm-hmm. So I take it very seriously, yeah. um, and I don't just just haphazardly say whatever it is I feel in the moment on social media. Yeah. I will say, yeah, I, I'm, I try to be as authentic as possible in telling you how I really feel, but that's always submitted to Christ first. Right. Um, but that took some time for me to learn mm-hmm. because there were, t- there have been times where, because I'm so free with how I feel, and I mean, it's, it's great being yeah. that way. I'll just say some stuff, and it might not be, have, I might ha- have not thought through the thing that I said. It mm-hmm. might just be the way that I feel in the moment. And I think a lot of people of influence have learned that that's not mm. maybe a great reflection of who they are yeah. as a total person because people sometimes take little things right and run with them and that's that was literally just something <laughs> that happened in the moment or something that didn't even happen in the moment but you don't know that yeah. you know I think I have a good balance of being exactly authentically who I am on social media okay. but also keeping it nice so that people don't misread something or think that like you know 
it's something that it isn't. But yeah. I love social media. I think it's such an amazing, amazing, amazing thing to yeah. tool for us to use nowadays. And I love connecting with people I do not know. <laughs> I mean, I'm weird like that. I like talking to people I don't know. I like posting crazy stuff just to see like what people like their reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because not really to see their reactions, but mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm not. Here's the here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you a secret. <laughs> okay. It's to make sure that I'm not alone in my thoughts. Mm, because yeah. if, I, if I post it. And you laugh too, then I'm like, oh, okay, we're right. laughing together. Yeah. But if I but if I post it, I'm like, they don't they don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the thing. It's like artists want to be understood. We want you yeah. to get what we meant when we said, even if it's in code. We <laughs> wrote it in code. We want you to be able to decide. To decode we want it. you yeah. to be able to do the hieroglyphics with us. That's like that is that is what I believe artists are after. There mm. to be it's like it pe- and humans in general yeah. to be understood. That's why we do a lot of stuff. That's Some true. of it don't make sense. Some of it we it shouldn't doesn't. do. But we still do it because we want to be known. We want to yeah. be understood. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that social media is just an extension of that. People just want to be known and understood. Okay. And so sometimes they do stuff that you'd be like, oh, no, <laughs> that was not what you should have did. Right. But praise God for it anyway. Yeah. I love social media. Yeah. And I'm and as I as the days go by, I learn how to maximize it more. I learn how to connect with more people. Mm-hmm. And I know and I learn how to accurately represent myself more and more when I'm on it. Right. So that's what I have to say about that. But as a person of influence, I'm super happy with the way that people are responding to the things that I put there mm-hmm. because they do get it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So moving on to the last section of the podcast, I call it the hashtag put me on section. <laughs> and it, I'll be asking you a series of questions, kind of just like, you know, what you're into, why you love these certain things. And maybe you could, you know, just tip us to a few things that's in your everyday life. Awesome. Um, so you ready? Ready. Cool. So, what are you listening to right now? Music, podcast, audiobook, anything? Yeah. Um, I love B. Rose. Okay. B. Rose is, like, one of my favorite artists. Like, if I could do a collab with anybody, it would mm. be her. She has, like, a little swag that I just <laughs> love. Like, she has, yeah. like, a little cool girl. I love cool girls. Um, like, we could we could have yes. a whole crew. Yeah, I, I love her. I love B. Rose. So, um, she's one of the people that I listen to. I listen to Holland. Um, I listen to Tori Kelly. I love her. I like the very... The very smooth songstresses of the mm-hmm. word. I listen to a lot of Cass. Cass is, okay. is hip hop. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of her, and I listen to Spazzy Rocket. I listen to a lot of oh. a lot of different artists. I do try to listen to a lot of sermons. Okay. I love Mike Todd. Love Church. He's amazing. He's always talking about something that's super relevant to yeah. to me. And I'm always shocked. I'm like, how do you get it? Because you're like, do you know my life? Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. So um, I listen to a lot of sermons. Anybody that I can follow and listen to their sermons, mm-hmm. I do. I used to not listen to sermons because I didn't want to be influenced by what other people think. Gotcha. I wanted to have my own personal relationship with God. But I realized that there is a lot of help and instruction. Yeah. So I listen to a great uh, sermons. Whenever I feel discouraged, I'll turn on a sermon. Um, specific to that and God always gives me one as soon as mm. I go in there it pops up and um, music is like my second love language <laughs> compared to poetry so any of those girls or Bazzy Rocket Lecrae my friend Mar- Marcellus I listen okay. to him girl <laughs> I got Spotify playlists for go on and on for a day <laughs> what are you watching right now I watch faithfully and this is like the <laughs> only thing I watch faithfully faithfully I only watch Shark Tank <laughs> and I watch um, Married at First Sight. Wow. I am so into Married at First Sight. It's <laughs> I, fascinating. It's a thing. 
I have never personally watched it, but I know the premise just from listening to my friends talk about yeah. it. And I'm like, why is this so fascinating? I am fascinated I by know. the fact that people would do that, would like marry <laughs> a total stranger and like yeah. pray that it works out. And I, I, I understand that people, you know, in foreign countries do it all the time. Yeah. But the, but the culture and the context is different, and it, it actually makes room for that. Mm. And our culture, I am shocked. Every time I watch it, I'm sitting there like, this is great. <laughs> and for, and I'm a psychology geek too, okay. so I always like to dissect everybody. Like, yeah. How they think what they feel mm-hmm. and then i'd be scared for people in there i'd be like oh my gosh girl <laughs> he's not like mm, i don't know like maybe you should have, like right you know you try to figure out you try to figure out the psychology behind yeah. it, what the people should do <laughs> so that's why it's so it's so fascinating to me got you so what are you eating or drinking right now oh my gosh i am a huge foodie <laughs> Like anybody who knows me knows, like people, my friends come over and they're like, "What? Where is my food?" Uh, and I'm like, "Girl, just because I cooked last week." <laughs> but I love food. Crab is my favorite food. Mm. So you don't have to say much to me. All you tell me is like, "We're we're going to get crab." I'm good. Oh. And not the and no shade to Maryland. I love Maryland, <laughs> but not those Maryland crabs. I'm from California. We got king crab legs. Oh. You don't got to do all that work <laughs> to get those little bitty scoop. Mm, I don't like love you Maryland. Love you Maryland. But I can't do the Maryland crab. That's not gonna work for me. I need the big king crab legs dipped in butter. Okay. Pepper. That is my <laughs> joint. Um, tacos are. It's like a. It's like tacos. a. It's like a thing. Ugh. Tacos are a thing. There's this dope spot in California, Sky's Tacos. It's my favorite. Favorite. Um, drinking anything sweet. Ginger beer is one of my favorite drinks. Ooh. Ever since I've been to Jamaica. I was gonna say it has to be Jamaican ginger beer. Yeah. 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 No, you're 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 so true. <laughs> um, so yeah, g- ginger beer, anything sweet though. I, I really enjoy sugar. I mean, it's, okay. So I'm, we're working on it. We ain't, hey, it's we a ain't process. all the way to glory, but you know. <laughs> Who do you adore or are impressed by right now? I'm incredibly impressed always and forever by Angela Bassett. Hmm. And I know she's a bit of like a, maybe she's like back in the day, but, but Angela yeah. Bassett will forever be amazing. Wow. Like to me, she is so ingrained into her crap. Like I've seen mm-hmm. her before. Wow. She switched, like. You've never seen nobody become an artist like you've seen this woman become an artist. I've seen mm-hmm. her because I used to go to my, my church that I grew up in is West Angeles Church of God in Christ in California. Okay. And she, she was a member there. Mm. So I've seen her actually go into her character. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it will change her life. You'll be like, oh, I thought I was doing a thing. I'm not doing a thing. <laughs> She's doing a thing. Like she is forever. Everything she does, mm-hmm. I watch. I will go great lengths to see her do anything. She's yeah. so, yeah, she's one of the people who've always and forever inspires me. I really like Sarah Jakes Roberts. Love her. Um, I think just watching her live mm-hmm. out her life and her, and her, and her progress, yeah. she speaks to me in, in ways that a lot of people don't. I like Will Smith and, and that's, that's like a weird kind of one to throw in there, but I like <laughs> him because he's adventurous mm-hmm. and I, and I'm all about living your best life. Like I'm all about like, listen, what do you want to do right now? Do you want to do something? <laughs> Let's do it. Like that's, like yeah. that's how I, that's my to- total hashtag mood. 2019 like what do you want to do do it let's do it and and he's like that type of dude he's like yeah oh, let's yeah let's go and i i mean i'm not bungee jumping off of no buildings because <laughs> i just have a bad stomach but i'm saying the other things that right. we do we can do yeah <laughs> no absolutely i'm here for <laughs> it my, and i'm influ- and I'm, I'm constantly inspired by the people in my community that i'm okay. around um of course i love all the people that, that are doing great things i like ezekiel he's a poet mm-hmm. he's amazing um, my friend Michael Nelder, he's one of my favorite poets. Okay. He's so smooth with it, you know. <laughs> Who don't like a smooth brother? Listen. You know, my friend Kevin Perry, he's amazing. I'm always inspired by by my community because I actually walk and fight with them. Yeah, that is hugely important to me, and they inspire me a great deal. Mm. Yeah, so I'm always like inspired by their the things that they're doing. And lastly, what is God speaking to you right now? 
he's speaking to me patience mm. to be in a be in a mood of patience but still a season of work okay. and that's a that's kind of an interesting balance to have to to have expectation for mm-hmm. it but not to force anything yeah I'm very comfortable with that like I really like that he's speaking that to me also one thing that I feel like he's told me this year was that this was the year of collaboration and partnership for me mm-hmm. as social as I am I can be mm-hmm. very to myself yeah um, because you need times to recharge you need times to really figure out like is this my thought or is this a thought that someone hand hand me down to me right and for me that's when I get into my own space then I feel like okay I can I can decompress so but this is a totally different year for me this is the year of like I can still find those those places of rest with him mm-hmm. and alone, but I want to be connected to people in a way that we sharpen each other amazingly. Right. So yeah, for me, this is a year of collaboration with business. There's a lot of partnerships happen with Be- with Beautiful Minds Entertainment, yeah. call it BME for short, and there's a lot of collaborations happening just with me in general. Just doing you know linking up with people. We may come mm-hmm. out with content or the the kind of this the sky is the limit, and that's what. That sounds so, like, typical and cliche. You've heard that so many times before. Um, But, like, we're a lot trained to operate in our sphere Mm -hmm. of what we know to be comfortable to rise to the top of that sphere but what happens when you get into a totally different fear and sphere and you're at the bottom Mm -hmm. you you feel uncomfortable you're like how can I even make it to the top there's no way but like you can it's a slow steady climb and Mm -hmm. I like that he's showing me just with little things like he'll show me a huge house and that may not mean anything to Mm -hmm. people that may be like oh that's a dope house I want to get I want to have that house for me it means that I can have much more than I imagined having Mm. so when I see things I'm like oh my circumstances don't limit me right and I think that he's speaking a lot of that to me like I'm a huge guy like I am God yeah like there's nothing but and we say that but we don't know what that means we don't know like the the heights of glory that the Lord resides in and how far he can take you in life that you Mm -hmm. never even thought we have our we, we like yeah I just want I want a ba- I want a few bags. I want a sun on them. Get my wheels. But we don't think like, yeah. what is the height to which the Lord can? T- how many people can I reach? How many people can I impact in this life? And and even in few for future generations, mm-hmm. the things that I do now could be influential to people who who are listening to me when I'm dead. Right. That is crazy. So for me, like he's just like you. Your life actually does matter. What you do, what you say matters. How you serve me matters. Mm-hmm. And um, just a just a very very precise attention to detail right he's giving me so collaboration attention to detail and just like you can do anything you want yeah just like kind of hang out with people and and get from them and give to them you know gotcha mm-hmm. so thank you for you know doing this interview today Kenan. i really appreciate it where can people find you on social media please plug yourself yeah. so they can keep up with everything that you're doing absolutely well th- first of all thank you for having me yes. and just being willing to just uh sit and talk and pick my brain like that's always really yeah. cool when someone wants to do that and um so i really appreciate you Absolutely. for just being a vehicle to get <laughs> to get content to people yeah. like that's amazing so this was very 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 much appreciated by me where can people find me they can find me on social media at Candon web it's my name very very simple c-a-n-d-e-n-w-e-b-b and i'm at pretty much everywhere at the same thing my website's candyweb.com try to keep everything the same whether it's spotify or whatever so people gotcha. can always scout me out and they can be like hey girl hey <laughs> be like hey so yeah that's it for this episode of the influence podcast thank you so much for listening be sure to use hashtag influence pod when talking about the podcast on social media 
and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brianna, C-E-S-T-L-A-B-R-I-A-N-N-A. Until next time, deuces.